This week is the fifth parak of Perke Avis. And one of the Mishnahis in this parak is, is actually a, a familiar Mishnah. It goes through the ten miracles, the ten Nisim that took place on a daily basis in the Beis HaMikdash or around the Beis HaMikdash. And some of them are quite well known, like the rain never extinguished the fire on top of the Mizbeach. Um, in the base of Mikdash. And that's quite a miracle when you consider that it wasn't the colossal flame. It was, you know, like a little campfire flame. And it was outdoors. The Mizbech was outdoors. It wasn't under a roof. It was outdoors. And you could have, in the winter, a two-day downpour, straight. And that fire didn't go out. So it was, it was a very open and an obvious miracle, open for everybody to see. Anybody who wanted could come in a rainstorm and see that the Mizbech's fire didn't go out. This was during the first base of Mikdash. Another other of the miracles were a little bit more subtle. Like it says, a woman never had a misca- miscarriage due to the fumes or the smells in the base of Mikdash. So it was hard to quantify that, right? But that was a little more subtle. But that was counted as one of the miracles. Um, one of the most famous miracles, of course, is that on Yom Kippur, Klal Yisrael were standing in the Azara. They were standing in the inside of the Beis HaMikdash, and they were crowded together, and they had to prostrate themselves on the floor. They had to do the Shtachava. So they had to prostrate themselves fully on the floor when they heard the name of Hashem being said by the Kayin Gadol, as we say in, Kayin, in uh, Yom Kippur Damning, when they heard the name being said, uttered by the, by the Kayin Gadol, they would bow down, and they prostrate themselves, and they fall on their face. So everybody who was there had an obligation to fall flat on their face because of the covet of Hashem's name. And uh, they had room. And the, the, the miracle is even more astounding when you hear the context, because the Tesefta says, did you know how crowded they were? They were so crowded that nothing could fit in between them. You couldn't stick your finger in between the people. That's how crowded they were. Uh, I was once in a crowd, I mean, not that tight, but pretty close, where I was in, my Rosh Hashim, and I was giving a shear in his house in his apartment, a tiny apartment, and the whole yeshiva was trying to crowd in, so there's hundreds of people there. You literally, everybody had to breathe in sync, because <laughs> there was no room to, to expand your chest otherwise. That's, that's literally how crowded it was. And if you try to picture that kind of crowdedness, and you think, you know, everybody wanted to be, had the schus of being in the base of Mikdash, on Yom Kippur, to be able to hear the Kohen Gadol, so everybody who could crowded in there, they were so crowded, nobody could move. And then all of a sudden, you did Hishtachava, you prostrated yourself, not only was it possible, it really should be impossible, but they even had room. Uh, you know, the Azar wasn't that big, and there was room to do it. I, I would imagine nobody wanted to get up, probably, but that's, uh, that, was, that was a very open miracle. But the final miracle that the, that the Mishnah says uh, intrigued me. The, the, it says, Le'amar Adam a person never said to his friend, Tsarli hamakim sha'olin uh, It's too crowded for me to sleep in Yerushalayim. Now this refers to the mitzvah of Ali Regal, the mitzvah that we would be doing if we would have a base of Mikdash next week. We would be going up to Yerushalayim and we would have to sleep there overnight in order to be Mikhaim the mitzvah of Ali Regal, of walking into the base of Mikdash on the Yantiv of, of Shavuos. So everybody would travel to Yerushalayim and they would camp out there overnight in order to be able to be Mikhaim this mitzvah. And this year would have been a two day ordeal because it's Shabbos. And then Yantav, so you'd have to camp out there for two days in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a row. And that's not an easy task. Uh, just to give you an example, my, my son, 
just happened to ask me today, what would I think about him taking a camping trip? He was trying to plan already his summer plans. He would take a camping trip with his friends wherever, go for a week, and they would sleep in a tent. <laughs> they wouldn't go to hotels, they would sleep in a tent. Right? I burst out laughing. I said, you know, it sounds nice, but it gets old very fast. <laughs> you're in a tent for a day, and then the next day you already had enough. There's the mosquitoes, there's the noise, you're outdoors, you want to shower. It's not a lot of fun to, uh, to, to go and camp out. Uh, there are people that enjoy that kind of thing, but not the majority. You know, we need our uh, our basic amenities. It's a novelty for a night. And when you think about it, you have to do this with your whole family, with the babies, with everybody, the whole kit and caboodle, all your yont of needs and foods. So everything had to come along, and then you camped out in a, uh, in, 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 in a tent. And it wasn't only that. It wasn't just... Uh, that you did it because like it's one thing if you do it out in a campsite in the wild it's quiet there's nature there's the mosquitoes there's the frogs it sounds nice you were in the middle of Kikr Shabbos you're doing this in the middle of your Shalayim together with every all the other Jews that were doing this so it was a pandemonium uh, and it was it was quite difficult but this was the miracle nobody complained nobody complained stop for a minute think about that nobody complained nobody said to his friend it's too crowded here it's crazy Shalom, Shalom, I can't sleep here in Yerushalayim. Now, this is fascinating for a number of reasons. Uh, first, how could they know? How could they verify such a miracle? Over the 400 years at the first place of Mikdash, how would they know if someone told their friend in private that it's crowded, I don't, I'm not enjoying it here? How, how, how could Chazal know such a thing? Um, and also, what exactly was the nature of this miracle? Like the miracle that they bowed down in the base of Mikdash, that has a very physical aspect to it. They were crowded, they bowed down, there was room. What was this miracle? Why did nobody complain? What happened exactly? So I had an idea, but I found it. I was very excited to find it. One of the Talmidim of the Chasim Seifer, the Kutei Chavar Ben Chaim, it's called. It was one of the Talmidim of the Chasim Seifer. And he quotes it from the Chasim Seifer. He writes that the reason no one complained is because of the tremendous love that everybody had for the schus of being able to be in Yerushalayim and being in the base of Mikdash for Yantiv. And in addition, he asks, there was an ad- a tremendous love between everybody. There was a tremendous love. So nobody minded being together with everybody else. It was a party. Everybody was very excited to be with all these other Jews that you never met until the day before. Now, if you think about this for a minute, this is what it, this is what it seems to mean. It means that Chazal weren't testifying to the fact that Kal Yisrael never complained practically because they couldn't have known that. So they didn't, the, the miracle that they were talking about wasn't the fact that practically nobody complained. What they were saying is that from what they saw, Chazal never had a reason to complain because they, they enjoyed it so much. They appreciated it so much, there was no reason that, to think that they would complain. Whoever came to Yerushalayim to be Eile Regal was on such a high level of Kedusha and love of Hashem and love of mitzvahs that it was the greatest chus for them. They saw themselves as being the luckiest people in the world having this chus, this opportunity, this ability to, to do whatever it takes, sleep on the floor, just to be able to, to spend time in Yerushalayim. And they had no reason to complain. And the miracle wasn't that they didn't complain. The miracle was that they had such an aliyah and ruchniyas, they were so elevated that they did, had no reason to complain. The Kedusha they experienced and the Mir Sashem we will experience when Mashiach comes and we can be in Yerushalayim was so powerful, it effect, affected their mindset and affected their mood, uh, both regarding their own personal comfort and regard to the people around them as well. As when we understand the value of Kedusha and the value of each and every member of Kali Yisrael, the Avas Yisrael was on an amazing level as a result, and no one complained, and everybody was happy to be there, and they were happy to be there together with everybody else. That's just an amazing thought, that that's how it worked. 
you came to Yerushalayim, we tried a picture of how crazy and difficult and hard it must be, and then Chazal tell you that you, one of the miracles was that everybody was so happy to do it, which means they miraculously were elevated. Just by being in that proximity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Beis HaMikdash, they had such an elevation in Ruchnius, it didn't dawn on them to complain. So that gives a whole new picture to Ali Ragal. And this makes me think about what Chazal say when Klai Yisrael approached Har Sinai on Rosh Chodesh uh, Sivan, which is uh, this Tuesday. It says, V'yichon Shem Yisrael Neged Ahar, very famous, they camped ne- against, in front of the Har Sinai, Ke'eshechad B'lei Vachad. They were with one person, one heart. They were totally at peace with one other, another was total Shalom and Achtos. Now, I never thought into this before, but if you think about it, it wasn't so easy, practically, to live in the Midbar. The square area was 12 mil by 12 mil. A mil is about a half a mile. So it was six miles by six miles, six square miles. Now, just to give you an idea, there's that. So, so it was about two and a half million people in 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 Klaishal, or even more, who are living in a six square mile area. Now, for just for reference, Montgomery County, the county we live in, is five hundred square square miles, and there's only one point six million people living in five hundred square miles, and it's considered the most populated county in Maryland. Washington D.C. is, I think, about a ten square mile radius. And there's only a, a little bit more than a half a million people living there, right? And this is six square miles, and there's two and a half million people living there. So it's a little hard to figure out how much space everybody had, but it was not a lot. There was a, not a lot of space, and they were in camp, camping in tents, and they were very uh, crowded. And I imagine that made it very challenging to be at peace with one another. But when they came to Har Sinai, everybody was at peace. And what happened? So I saw uh, in the Sefer of Nassim Gustetner, he said the same kind of... Uh, thought processes. What happened in the Beis Hamikdash is what happened by Har Sinai. When they approached Har Sinai, they had such an elevation in Ruchni, such kedusha. They were so close, to, in, close in proximity to Hakadosh Baruch Hu that suddenly they were so excited to be there. They they felt so lucky that they had this opportunity. That when you experience that kind of Ruchni, then Avos Yisrael is just a part of that, and then you feel so lucky to be part of Klal Yisrael. You feel so lucky to be surrounded by these people, and then there's no reason to complain. And there's no reason to fight. He adds even more. He says they saw Har Sinai. Har Sinai was the smallest mountain, and Akash Baruch Hu chose it for its humility, and that gave them an insight into the concept of humility. True humility is only really subjugating yourself to Akash Baruch Hu. His battles, giving yourself over to Avedis Hashem, and when we do something like that, that that when we recognize that humility within ourselves, it gives us such kedusha that we then recognize how lucky we are to be able to do that, to be able. And Ibrahim Chazdecha of Avisecha was a tremendous chesed of Hashem that we have the opportunity to serve Him. So this is something to think about for ourselves. First of all, in terms of what it'll be when we have an Aliyah Regal, Yantav Shu is coming up. If we would only be able to go and visit the Beis Hamikdash, what a difference that would have made to us! How we would have changed. But also in terms of preparation for the Yantav of Shavuos and how Klal Yisrael prepared in order to accept the Torah is that once, if we focus on how lucky we are to be a part of Klai Yisrael, how lucky we are to be able to accept the Torah, how much Kedusha we are going to, on this Yantav, get from Avedis Hashem and being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is what creates that atmosphere of Ke'ishachad B'Levechad, of true Avedis Yisrael Achtos among all of us. Have a good night and a good Shabbos.